everybody. It is Tiffany and Dan, and we are back for a special uh, May first edition of the podcast, um, quarantine style or or distance learning style. Um, Dan and I have braved uh, Studio Two Eleven, but we are uh, safely at about six feet apart here because, um, well, we love you, and we wanted to come in and record a podcast and talk a little bit about uh, distance learning and everything that's been going on. Um, it's actually been about six weeks since we recorded the last podcast, um, as we were sort of frantically packing up around here, getting ready to uh, flip that switch to distance learning. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a minute. What's been going on, Dan? Uh, the, the last, last six weeks. weeks? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you <laughs> Anything? Know, you just You know, Netflix there's some great or... shows on Netflix uh, <laughs> that I, I've enjoyed. Uh, uh, no, I, I think uh, we went from uh, taking that pause... Mm-hmm. Uh, and into spring break, and then a week of, of professional learning, and now we're in week two of uh, distance learning. And, and uh, that being said, you know, there's a bunch of us, myself and Tiffany and DLCs and uh, the different uh, people around the district who, who work nonstop to prepare for distance learning, and now we're handing it off to, to teachers to uh, engage their students, and it's been, it's been a really... You know, an interesting uh, and positive experience overall, despite the pressures of uh, being at home and and not being able to do what we normally do. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. It is definitely tricky. But um, you know, I have to tell you, I was just being part of the the massive week of online professional learning and um, co-hosting some of the sessions with the DLCs and running a few sessions. Just so impressed with. Um, the dedication and the curiosity and the, the urgency, I guess, with which um, teachers were, were treating this transition. And, you know, some, some have definitely, they're, they're already pretty far along in their, their, their digital journey, um, feeling pretty comfortable. But we know we had a, a lot of people that were new to getting students learning online, getting students learning digitally. And, man, they really, they, they came and they um, saw some people in seven, eight, nine sessions throughout the week, just really, um, you know, there to learn. And it was very inspiring and and really cool and asking great questions and doing the follow-ups and coming back for office hours. And it's, um, you know, it's, it it was just inspiring. People are are rising to the occasion. Absolutely. I I think that's, uh, you know, very reflective in in what we've seen in in those, you know, uh, those experiences, the professional learning. What, What about 2,200? 2,200 different logins to our sessions. Um, so, you know, that could have been the same person logging into eight different sessions, but... Um, it's an impressive number. It's, it's an impressive. It's an impressive number. So we should be uh, very yeah. proud of, of both the people offering yes, uh, the, yeah. the sessions, uh, including some, some teachers who stepped up and, and filled some uh, gaps of, you know, in, in areas that we didn't have someone at the district. And, uh, and then the teachers who, who came to came to learn and are continuing to ask questions and, and uh, build, uh, you know, some quality yeah. instruction for their students. Yeah. That being said, um, we just got to acknowledge this sucks. Like, this is hard. <laughs> this is, you know, e- even feeling pretty grounded in online work and digital work and, and tools. This is hard for me, you know. I mean, this is just... None of us signed up for this. No, no, I, I, I miss people. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, Zoom is a is is okay, but you know, like many people, I'm zoomed out. You yeah. know, uh, and and look forward to the time where we could uh, you know meet together in a room. Although that being said, maybe we'll use Zoom um, a little more often than we yeah. did in the past. 
Uh, some of these things are, are some great uh, learning opportunities that we can leverage uh, into, into next year and beyond. Uh, but still, it's, it's just not the same. Uh, coming to work and there being, you know, six people in the building. Yeah. Uh, and, and driving by the schools and seeing, you know, really just some construction trucks in the parking lot and a handful yeah. of uh, administrators uh, who are, uh, you know, taking care of the buildings and making sure everything uh, everything's working and going. Yeah, for sure. Well, like a lot of people, uh, I've had some time to exercise, get out, go for a run, go for a walk. Um, and one of my favorite things to do, no surprise, is listen to a podcast. I think I've shared that before. And I was really excited because one of my, my favorite um, leadership uh, wisdom imparters is Brene Brown. And she just launched a podcast. And it was interesting to hear her even talking. Her first podcast was right before all this happened. Um, so she wasn't necessarily talking about, you know, quarantine and, and social distancing or anything yet. And then by the time her first podcast rolled around, um, it, it, it had happened. We had all been sort of, you know, asked to shelter in place or safe at home. And um, it was interesting because her first podcast, it just... I, I was telling Dan before we, we started recording, it's, it spoke right to me. Sometimes you just you read something or you watch something or you hear something and you feel like that connection where they're speaking right to your own vulnerabilities or your own thought process. And um, she, she does her first podcast. She calls it FFTs. We'll address that in a second. But man, if I didn't feel like that was talking straight at me, um, and, and, and I, I'll say I, I felt it, I felt it as well. I mean, this we have this collective experience that we are all uh, going through, and uh, she she really touched upon it yes. in a way that that made it understandable. Yes. So FFTs in in Brene Brown's uh, explanation is is. The, the flipping or the freaking or the you can extrapolate from that. She uses the full-blown, grown-up word there. Um, first times, right? So the first time you experience something, and she she compares to, you know, even things like learning to drive for the first time, starting that new job, starting a new, like a fitness routine or a, a diet or a health routine, first time you become a parent, that uh, a, you're in a new relationship. Maybe you're starting a podcast for the first time. She talks about the process we go through when we're in a first time, and um, if you know Brene Brown's work, she talks a lot about uh, shame and vulnerability and what we tell ourselves, and um, if you'll allow me, I'll just share a, a really quick story from my own personal experience, which is I was a teacher for uh, nine years, and um, took that risk to become a coach in my district, Santee. And, um, you know, there was a little bit of the first time to that new job, but it was a lot of what I knew and it was a lot of my wheelhouse. So it didn't feel, um, I didn't get that wobbly feeling that Brene talks about where everything's off kilter and you, you don't quite have your feet under you, um, metaphorically. And after four years of being a coach, I decided to take the risk to apply to become a vice principal. And that was... Uh, and I've talked about this with a, a lot of my, my friends and close friends. I've been very open about it. That was the hardest year for me because I went from being capable and competent and efficient and someone that people came to for insight or advice and feeling really, really good at what I did to knowing absolutely nothing, to being just frankly awful at my job, you know, just not... 
I'm probably not awful, <laughs> Tiffany. You're, you're maybe a little critical of yourself. Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe that was the maybe that was the shame game I was playing. But it was hard. You know, it was just a whole new world. And I, I remember after about three or four weeks of being a VP and, and not knowing how to answer anyone's questions and not knowing, you know, what the protocols were. Or how, where do I file this? Or who does that go to? Or can I say this? Can I not say that? Um, getting to know parents, getting to know a whole new school of kids. Um, after about a week of that, someone came to me with a, with a tech question. And I just remember thinking, thank God, like I can answer this one. You know, I know how to fix that problem. Um, and it was just that idea that your, your confidence had been stripped away and you're trying your hardest, you know, you're there for all the right reasons. And maybe you've got a support team and they're cheering you on and they're telling you it'll get better, but something inside you is really going through that effing first time of, of experience and um, it broke me down a little you know it, it was a tough year for me um, and I, I didn't have a bunch of particularly healthy habits that year and um, you know it's it's really resonated with me you know I, I did that job and then I came into to our job here this job at, at Grossmont and kind of reset pressing the reset button again like I'm getting to know new people I'm in a new space I've got a new team I've got you know new procedures and protocols and it, it gives you what Brene calls that the wobbly feeling like you just don't feel like you've got um like you're ready to go each morning when you get up <laughs> yeah and, and and you know you're describing some kind of big mm. shifts mm -hmm. you know and they're not always big either sometimes you know Sometimes they're they're smaller and 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 you know I, I don't I haven't had as maybe dramatic shifts in my employments uh, other than moving from the classroom into into the district office and uh, doing that type of work but but still every time there's a new project every time there's there's something big on the plate like hey let's figure out distance learning yeah. um, there's a there's <laughs> in a week, in a week yeah <laughs> you know there's a there's a lot of that uh, sort of uneasiness because you don't have the confidence. Uh, you don't have the experience, the expertise, and, and uh, you know, we got to, sometimes just got to lean into it, but, but I think, as Stephanie's going to uh, go on a little bit in a minute, you know, um, understanding it yeah. and seeing it is, is, a big, is a big part of it. Yeah. So what, what Brene talks about, and that I just thought was such a brilliant way to break this down, is that the first thing you have to do is just recognize, normalize this idea that you're in something brand new. And I couldn't help but, I, I've listened to the podcast uh, two or three times now. Um, the first time I, you know, really making connect, connect to self, maybe it's the English teacher and me doing my connect to self. But um, after that, gosh, I really started thinking about our teachers. Um, and all of us, you know, whether it's it's your, you're working from home now and you've got maybe a spouse or you've got your kids at home and you're trying to figure out what those routines look like. Um, but really thinking about our teachers, especially those who are taking that first foray into online teaching and learning, um, and how this FFT really applied to them. And that in that first step that Brene recommends, the normalize, normalization process, is that you're reminding yourself, hey, this is how you're supposed to feel. 
you're supposed to be anxious and uncomfortable and off kilter and um, maybe you're not sleeping so great and maybe your diet's kind of changed or maybe you're snacking an awful lot because you're at your home. And, and the, the gyms are right closed there. and the hiking trails are closed <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's layers to that, right? But but just reminding yourself and, and saying it to yourself, this is new and this is I'm supposed to feel this way because I'm being brave right now. I'm, I'm, and that is uncomfortable. And so I just really was thinking about, I was picturing our teachers and, um, you know, you get a chance to, to view some of them in their homes when you're zooming with them and, and doing office hours and professional learning. And I had those pictures in my head and I was just really feeling that, um, wobbliness that a lot of them have been expressing and that some of them may be feeling, but not expressing, um, so that first step, normalize it. Remind yourself that this is how you're supposed to be feeling right now. You're, you may see people online working on their quarantine side hustle and, you know, dropping weight and built a home gym and, you know, built this new computer center out of, you know, wooden rocks for my house. But it, it is normal to, to be numbed out, to be fearful, to be awkward, um, and to feel really vulnerable. And right. so it's and, important to talk about. And, and there's a difference, I think, that, you know, that kind of feeling brave in that moment because you know it's un- uncomfortable is different than feeling cornered and then having mm. your sort of fight or flight senses coming out. So, coming out. so it's really important that we, we don't go there because then, you know, as we're trying to normalize it, if we're, if we're angry or that a- anxiety is, is, is creeping into, uh, into our ability to... Uh, uh, address it that could that can get in the way as well so just yeah. kind of recognizing that I think is is incredibly important yeah something you say all the time Dan that I've I've really appreciated that came up a couple of times for me in listening to this is that idea of leaning into ambiguity and when you first hear that it's like okay that sounds nice but what does that really mean but I think thinking a little more about about these FFTs and and that started to become a clearer picture for me just that idea that I know this is a first time, I know I'm supposed to feel, it's okay to feel, everybody feels, you know, vulnerable or, or off kilter, but I'm going to lean in and I'm going to stay present and I'm going to show up and I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep continuing to lean forward instead of, if you have to picture it physically, it's that lean forward into what you're doing rather than, you know, sitting back and crossing your arms, you know, it's just that show up. Yep. Yep, and, and think about in a week or two weeks, things are going to be a lot different. You just have yes. to get to that week yeah. or two weeks. Yeah, yeah, you know, and Brene uh, actually talks about that, that idea of what will we say when we look back on this? You know, whether it's six weeks from now or a year from now or five years from now and we're reflecting, will we, will we have a little chuckle? Will we say, do you remember when that was so hard? Um, here's all the things we started doing that we had to reverse course and... Um, never going to do that again. Now we know better, so we can do better. Um, so I, I like that too, that idea that there will be some levity at some point. We will, we will look back and take a breath. And I think we're already doing that, <laughs> looking six weeks back, you know. Uh, and, and when summer hits, it'll be, you know, a lot of lessons learned and a lot of, uh, yeah, um, yeah maybe, maybe we were stressing a little bit too much at times and maybe yes. not enough at other times. Yes. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. 
We'll have the reflection podcast at another oh, time. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Okay, we'll make a note of that. <laughs> so as you're going through that normalizing process, um, you know, one of the things that Brene talks a little bit is that it's a heavier lift than you expected. You know, maybe maybe you had an idea of what the distance learning was going to be, and then and then you know you started getting guidance or direction, or you actually jumped in, and it was heavier than you thought it was going to be. Um, it's emotionally or physically heavier, um, and it's ten times harder than you thought it was going to be. Perhaps um, it's it's you know it's scary, but that's okay. Um, you know that's where you're supposed to be, and that's part of that normalization process. Um, the next step is some perspective. The idea that this is not permanent. Um, it doesn't mean you suck at everything when you're trying to take on something new. And that was something I was guilty of in my VP year, you know, just, just feeling like projecting it out to everything around me. I was still great with kids. I was still, I still loved coming to work at a school every day. Um, all of that stuff was still present, but it was easy to feel like that was sort of crumbly too because I just... I didn't feel right. I didn't feel normal. It didn't feel like my regular routine. Um, so I love that Brene talks about um, reminding yourself that this isn't permanent and reminding yourself that you are still great at so many things and trying to figure out how do I bring those things I do really, really well in a classroom? What do those look like online? If it's the student connection or if it's the really great um, intro to a lesson, or if you're a super good storyteller, how can you take those things that look like that in a classroom and bring them to the digital, you know, sphere? You know, and it's also, you got to think back to your maybe first or second year of teaching mm. as well, and things that became like super easy five, six, 15 yeah. years in, uh, maybe weren't as easy those first couple, those first couple years. So, you know, you've already, you know, everybody has already triumphed over, different parts of, of uh, you know, of their skill set related to, to teaching and learning that uh, maybe you weren't perfect at to begin with. I'm sure some people naturally walked in and were really good at some things, but nobody was perfect yeah. at everything. Uh, and, and so I can remember having lots of anxiety about, about even just lesson planning and, and, you know, taking risks on certain types of lessons that later on it was like, of course I'm going to do that. So so this is, you know, this is uh, all, all some... some some big new steps, but uh, you've already taken big new steps throughout your entire career in, in life, just, you know, even moving and, uh, you know, changing jobs. There are little things and big things in life that, that have put us in this place before. Yeah, yeah. So we've normalized. We've told ourselves that this is how we should feel and this is uncomfortable. We put it in perspective. We know this isn't permanent. doesn't mean we suck at everything. We're in the middle of an FFT um, around one thing. And then the final kind of phase is this idea of reality checking. And um, something Brene talks about in her other writings is the idea that clear is kind. And being clear with yourself or being clear with others is, is a kindness and a generosity. And um, I think it's okay to say this is going to suck for a while. This is, this is going to be hard for a while. Um, but it's not going to be this way forever. We remember that from our, our perspective uh, you know, phase. Um, I'm not going to crush this right away. <laughs> My first day rolling out, our, our ELA teachers were the first to go, right, last week. And, uh, and maybe that first day was, was rough. Maybe it was rocky. Maybe things didn't go the way you expected. Maybe the tech didn't work. 
Um, you know, maybe, maybe you had a great idea that you thought was going to be engaging and it wasn't so engaging. It's okay. You don't have to crush it right away um, because you, you'll get there. Like Dan was talking about those first couple years of teaching, um, you knew you had time. You knew you had room to grow and room to breathe. And, you know, d distance learning as we are in it right now won't be around forever. But maybe there's some good things we can take from this and um, bring into whatever our, our classrooms uh, look like when we return to them. Yep. And, and just reminding everyone we're all in this together. Yeah. This is a global pandemic and we're, we're doing something, you know, we're trying to address a very serious concern. And, uh, and, and we have to, you know, I'm going to say it, we have to give ourselves and everybody grace and flexibility. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, someone, someone just uh, commented recently, I'm tired of that phrase. And, and I may be tired of that phrase as well. And I've said it a million times. Uh, but uh, we got to give ourselves a break. We got to recognize that six weeks of instruction um, are not going to be at the, the level and maybe quality that we yes. are used to. But we're going to do we're going to do our best to engage our students and provide some relevant opportunities uh, that will will help them grow despite the the environment all around us. Brilliant, brilliantly said. So with that in mind. We just want you guys to keep in mind you are in an FFT, um, you know, normalize it, put it in perspective and reality, check it, um, and, and we're all in it together, as Dan mentioned, and uh, I, I do think grace and flexibility is important with, with everyone, not just with your students, but with, with our, our loved ones at home and, um, you know, ourselves. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep, keep that in perspective. If you want to hear a little bit more um, I'd love you to listen to Brene Brown's podcast and, and tell us what you think. You can get to um, her podcast, Unlocking Us. And by the way, I'm not paid to say this. I'm just actually like a really <laughs> huge fan. It's, um, pretty, it's pretty good. I recommend <laughs> it. I recommend it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was the very first. She did like a little um, pre-podcast, like four or five minute one. But the very first full episode is, um, is the one about FFTs. You can get to it at brenebrown.com slash unlocking us. Um, or just look for it on Spotify and, and um, Apple Podcasts and all of that kind of stuff, too. Um, give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Um, with that in mind, we've reality checked. We know where we are. We know this is hard. Um, we're, we may be feeling wobbly. You're not going to break the students. Um, but we do have a distance learning plan. And we definitely, um, oh, there's some music playing. What's that? Your, your phone's ringing. No, it's not. It's, oh. uh, it's, um, it's from an old podcast recording. Okay, well, oh, it made what that. I was sounding, yeah. saying sound much more magical than it actually was. Um, so with that in mind, uh, let's talk about a few practical, helpful little things that you can do right now in the moment um, to help help ease the process a little bit. Um, you know, Dan, how, how can we help to anchor our students to this content? What's, what's going to be imperative for our teachers, um, even though they're in an FFT, what can we use to anchor ourselves? Well, I, I think uh, one is recognizing we're in an FFT and this is not business as usual. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you're working from your homes, students are working from their homes, 
this is, you know, and, and all those environments are different, right? Uh, if you have kids running around, uh, you're probably struggling to find that quiet place to, to do some of the work, or you're waiting until they go to bed, or maybe getting up at three in the morning, because that's, that's the time you have. Our students are probably doing the same thing. With that in mind, we have to recognize that it is our job more than ever right now to find ways to engage our students, mm -hmm. make them care about the learning. Uh, a bunch of readings with questions with no bigger thing at the end uh, might not be the answer. Yeah. You know, a bunch of uh, I ready or no red ink or, you know, these kind of drill and kill tasks, well, will they will fill up time. You know, we're trying to sustain engagement over the next, you know, five weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so, you know, this is a great opportunity to, to maybe try something new, some, build some curiosity within the students. Let them maybe pick a topic. If, you know, you are only doing about half of the amount of stuff, maybe less of that you normally do. So maybe let kids pick what, what happens next. And you may have had a plan, you know, that you created, you know, over spring break that brought you through all five, six weeks of, of instruction. But this might be the time to start rethinking some of that and, and building some options for kids to, to you know, keep the, get them coming back uh, and, and them wanting to be there versus just sort of jumping through, jumping through hoops. So I, I think we have an opportunity here uh, yeah. to kind of uh, maybe explore some areas we, we haven't explored. Uh, plus, whatever you do, make sure kids know exactly how to do it. <laughs> uh, because I know one of the biggest things that always frustrated me as a teacher was I'd tell them what to do, and then I'd mm -hmm. finish talking, and then a kid would raise their hand, and they would say, mm -hmm. what are we what, doing? What do we do next? What, yeah. what, wait, wait, what do we do first? What do we... Mm -hmm. so, so you don't have that in an asynchronous environment. You, kids, kids, you need to make sure your instructions are clear and they're written in language they understand. They're using, you know, bulleted lists or numbered lists. Uh, and then maybe you, you couple that with, uh, with a screencast. Yeah. Have that same set of instructions on the screen with you talking through it, highlighting the instruction as you go. And th that, this may be getting a little technical, but right, you need, you need to be, the kids need to be able to enter the assignment. And if they just look at like a, a two or three or seven page activity uh, and they don't, they don't have really a way into it, other than I'll start at the first line and see what happens, then, then you might lose them right off the bat. So I, mm -hmm. I think that's some, some really important thing. Clear, short, concise instructions with a screencast to accompany it. Uh, and, and then when kids ask questions in email or chat or Zoom, you go, did you read the instructions? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, go, go, read the, go watch the screencast, yeah. you know, and then, and then come back. And you won't get everybody with this. Yeah. Uh, but maybe these are some things to be thinking about as we move forward as well, things we can leverage, like... Uh, sometimes we spoon feed kids too much and, and they, they need us for every step of the way. Yeah. Well, how can we create some uh, uh, expert learners? Wait, that sounds like UDL. So, it sounds uh, a lot oh, of what you're saying. Okay. It's sounding a lot like UDL. So, so be, be thinking yeah. about that, that and, and, and maybe that's a, an F, you know, a topic for another podcast of, of how, can we, how can we do some of that universal design uh, into, into this distance learning uh, that we're, we're providing for students because our students are all over the place with their ability levels. Uh, mm -hmm. And we need to, to recognize that and, and embrace that and then figure out ways around it. Yeah. To, because, because we don't want kids not doing work because your instructions weren't clear. You know, and, and, uh, you know, or weren't clear to them. Yeah. You know, and so, and so or, or to every kid. So we need to provide multiple ways into things 
uh, and that might be that might be one one step. Very wise, Dan. I like these suggestions. I love that this all feels um, grounded in the UDL work that we're doing. That idea of, of presenting the instructions in multiple ways and, and having the written and having the screencast so they can hear your voice and um, the visuals. And I love this idea of, of how do students get into um, the content. And I think that's a great driving question as you are developing curriculum or a unit or even just parsing through what you had already planned and trying to restructure it. Um, I love that idea of getting in. And, and How that, are students getting in? And that, again, might be a little bit different than yeah. what, you, what you normally do. And it is different when you see a kid every single day. You, you have a relationship. You can make eye contact. You can do those yeah. things that we, we just can't do right now. Even if you get them in a Zoom, you're not making eye contact in the same way. Yep. You're not, you're not have the same presence as, as being in person. And, and you know, as, as uh, techie, as Tiffany and I are, we believe in people being in the room. Uh, and, and tech can augment and amplify and bring us maybe to levels that we couldn't do before, but it doesn't replace the, yeah. the human connection, which our students and all of us, all of us need. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so, so, so we have kind of that technical side that we have to address, and then uh, the human side doing the, the best we can. And uh, I think we're all looking forward to, um, you know, being in the same room again. Yeah. As I've said. And, and if nobody's told you lately, um, everyone knows that your teaching was better in a regular classroom. We, we know that you, you had a plan and you had a way that you loved to do it and a way that you loved to interact with the students and that it would have been better if, if you had been in, in your classroom. But um, let's, let's rise to the challenge. Yep. Um, yep. You, know, it, it, you made me think of um, Saturday Night Live has been doing from home, you right. know, Saturday Night Live from <laughs> home, and all the actors are in their houses quarantined and whatever. And, um, you know... The, the weekend update guys are, are telling their jokes, which are always received with boos or applause or cheers or whatever, and, and they just, they say them, and they're funny, but they just die. Right. They just die it's just not the same, the right? Because people are yeah. there, right? You yeah. Know? Um, and some of, some of them are really funny, and yes. some of them are not because they're never 100% on. But, uh, but that energy, you know, that vibe, yeah. that, that the, the dynamics of a classroom with kids there, I, I'm, you know, you got to be missing it. Yeah. And... Uh, and we get that, and, and we know that's hard. But we are here to support you um, with with not just the technical side of things, but the instructional design side of things, and um, and you know, and whatever you need um, to to help make this a success, we want to be here to support you. So, we thank you for tuning in today. Um, it, it, I can't believe it's May first. Um, we will have one more school year podcast coming up on on June 1st and then we'll lean into the summer a little bit and uh, you know as always we're open to your suggestions you can email us I am Tiffany T-I-F-F-A-N-I Brown at G-U-H-S-D.net and and I'm uh, D McDowell D-M-C-O-W-E-L-L at G-U-H-S-D.net and thank you so much for everything you're doing for for your yourself and your families and your students and um, just just plugging away and leaning in. Yep. Leaning yep. in right now. Thank you Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. Take care and, and stay safe, and uh, we look forward to seeing all of you soon. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.